Alrighty, fantasy football players, this is Guru and the Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We are inching closer to the start of real preparation for the 2020 NFL season, uh, as crazy as that sounds. Uh, Wiz, how are you today? Doing well. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, heading towards the middle of August, uh, I think uh, very, very close to a month away from the uh, start of the NFL season and uh, probably even a bit of, a less than that to, uh, you know, when the fantasy uh, drafts are going to occur. So uh, getting ready for that. Hopefully we're uh, uh, helping people get ready for their drafts as well. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, we, we've had some discussions about, you know, wh- what we should be doing. Because by now we would have had the Hall of Fame game. We would have had one. Uh, we probably would have been looking at going into the first week of uh, actual preseason games. And it's just, uh, you know, it's a little different. Um, you know, I'm encouraged somewhat by the fact that we haven't heard of any major breakouts uh, on any of the teams yet. You know, I'm still of the belief that there's got to be very strict protocols taken into consideration uh, when it comes to preparing for this season. But look, we're on the, pre- we're, we're continuing preparation mode and uh, that's what this is about. We're, we're a little bit, uh, you know, Wiz and I have talked about this. We're going to, we're going to wait a little bit before we do our complete rankings. We, we, we want to start delving into the positions, which we will do in today's episode. Um, we also intend to do a couple of interesting um other podcasts where we'll probably do be doing our own mock draft within one. So yeah, some, some good stuff ahead. Uh, but Wiz and I, uh, we've been away from this a couple of days, but you know, we decided that we're going to start delving into um, some of these positions one by one and really looking at from, from the perspective of, you know, people that maybe we think are kind of overvalued or undervalued in terms of their um, ranking, uh, the way some of the rankings are coming into the preseason, if you will. Yeah, I think, you know, the terminology that is used is maybe like fade some players. And, you know, not necessarily like we think the players are are not good or are going to have a bad season. But, you know, you're always looking for value in fantasy football drafts. And um, what we're going to talk about maybe some players that we think are being overvalued and some players that we feel are going to be undervalued and talk about that. And uh, just, you know, we'll take it position by position and uh, and start with the quarterback position uh, for today's podcast. So I'll, I'll let you have first go at this. We have not discussed this at all, Who, which players we're going to talk about. It's kind of the fun part of this is uh, not really knowing what we, you know, each other is going to say about this. So I'll let you have first go. Um, so... Well, let's start at kind of the top of the quarterback groupings uh, that most people have in terms of their rankings. And why don't you start off and give us any quarterback or quarterbacks, plural, if there are more than one, that I guess people have for certain as maybe a quarterback one, top 10 or 12 quarterbacks that you think are overvalued and going to let somebody else have at the draft position. Why don't you start us off with that? Yeah, that, that's, that sounds great. So, and, and, and I just would preface it by saying I think there's a lot of different criteria that goes into 
making you know some type of, of calculation as to why I think something's going to change. Now, in some instances, it could be a coaching change. In some instances, it could be uh, a style change because of that coaching change, uh, or, or it could be personnel. So there's a number of different factors um, that kind of go into this thinking. So I would start with this. So, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to surprise you big time with one of these guys. So that, that, that's the one thing I'm going to say. So, so the first one, right. the, the first one is a guy that I think for certain is in most people's top five. Um, but for me, I just think th- there is too many changes, too many things I saw last year, which pushed me away from this viewpoint. Now, again, as, as Wiz said, it's not to say that I don't think the player is a good player. I just think situa- situationally things have changed. And as a result of that, I, I feel he's probably being drafted a little bit too high for my liking. So I'll start right off the bat with Deshaun Watson, who I love as a player. Um, he was a great college player. He's been a fantastic professional player. You know, when I watched this team last year, because I own him in a couple of leagues last year, when you when I find out and look very closely and I see that the the Houston Texans only scored over 30 points one time in a game last year. That's trouble number one. Trouble number two is the fact that Deshaun, uh, DeAndre Hopkins is no longer Deshaun Watson's number one target. And instead, you have guys that are kind of riddled with injury pass, and I would include Brandon Cooks in that, and, and, and Will Fuller, who have, had, have, have achieved fantasy success over their careers particularly in Fuller's case, in, in short short bursts. But just players that I just feel are going to be too inconsistent. You take away a player like that. I don't really love the way Bill O'Brien calls a game. I'm a little intrigued to see how that running, you know, giving the running back job to David Johnson, who who's definitely a question mark himself coming into the season. So taking all these things into consideration, I feel Deshaun Watson is overpriced or overrated in the kind of top five slot. Do I think he's a top 10 guy? Yes. But would I be reaching for him in a top five slot? The answer is no. Okay. So you, you're, you're kind of like feeling that his ADP his average draft position is too high and probably uh, in a snake draft being drafted too early in auction draft, going to go for too much money. Um, Okay, and are there any other quarterback one? You know, we'll get we'll, we'll get into the other half of the quarterbacks, um, in a you know a little bit later. But right now, are there any quarterback ones, top ten or twelve on most people's drafts charts or rankings or anything that you you know looking at or valuing that you are going to take a pass on, or you know think are overvalued or being drafted too early. So this is going to surprise you. When I, this is this was my surprise. I it seems to me that there's just, and I'm not saying it's the same thing that happened last year with the Cleveland Browns, but it seems to me. And again, we're mentioning DeAndre Hopkins here. Um, it seems to me there's a little bit too much pressure being put upon the valuation of Kyle and Murray. And this is not to say again that I don't love the player. And I don't love the situation, and I don't love the offense. I think the thing I am concerned about is that this is becoming very, very commonplace sentiment. And sometimes there's a saying, I had had an old history teacher that used to say, the the masses are asses. Um, And 
I'm seeing Kyler Murray in the top five in almost everybody's prognostications. And, you know, there was, if you took, if you look at what transpired last year, there was definitely some inconsistency. It's not to say that's not a good player, but I'm a little bit worried that his, the sentiment on this player coming into the season is, is a little bit too lofty for my liking. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so are you, are you putting Kyler Murray in the same kind of situation as Deshaun Watson, where certainly you have both players in the top 10, but you wouldn't go as far as saying top five? Is that, you know, or, or is that basically what you're saying with both players? That is correct. That's what I'm saying with both players. I think both players fall somewhere in that, you know, 6 to 12 range, which it's a very crowded group. And, and I think, you know, drafting, I, I just see too many people having them in the top five and, and I'm struggling with it. All right. Uh, interesting. Um, especially considering, you know, it was only a month or two ago where you were like going crazy over this player. Matter of fact, we went over a podcast talking about Arizona and quarterbacks where you were raving. I guess you feel like the momentum of Kyler Murray has pushed him to a level that's a little bit too high. I'm guessing that's, yeah. uh, yep. that's, uh, that's the viewpoint. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask you a question? Are you surprised at what I've said? Do you agree? Uh, no, I'm, sur- I'm surprised in the fact that, you know, you, you love the player. But it's one thing to love a player if you feel he's going to be at a certain level. And then if the fantasy football community pushes another player, the same player to a, to a level and he's being drafted that early, you know, you're going to take a pass on him. You know, we all put our own value on players and um, you know it's all you're doing is putting recommendations out there so I think it's fair to say that you know you you still have high expectations for the player but maybe not to where some of these uh, you know rankings are going with some of these players so I, I think both things could be true um, getting into my phase you know when I, when I when I first thought about this, I, the first fade was going to be Aaron Rodgers for me because I, I just think that it's not going to go well for the Packers this year. Um, and I think, in my mind, is it, there's maybe even a 50-50 chance Aaron Rodgers is quarterbacking a, team, a, new, a different team in 2021. So my, my first thought was going to be to fade Aaron Rodgers, but where I'm kind of looking where a lot of people have him and, and, you know, where he's being valued. He's kind of right at that quarterback 10, quarterback 12, and I'm kind of okay with that. Like, he, I, I'm not going to say – even though I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be elite this year, I'm not going to say fade the player no matter what because, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be elite. I, I think at quarterback 10 or 12, I think he's, he's priced in probably fairly. So my fade is going to be Kyle Murray. <laughs> and we have not discussed one word about this. And – I am going to get into a little bit more details about Kyler Murray. I know you were talking about the pressure and, and all that stuff, but I, I, I think people don't realize that he's still a young, young quarterback learning. His offensive line is not good, and he's still going to be under pressure a lot. Yeah, he's got Hopkins in there for sure, but 
his offensive line is still well below average, and I don't like the fact that the Arizona Cards' defense is not strong either. And my other concern when I'm thinking about a quarterback is, will opposing teams be able to go on four, five, six, seven-minute drives constantly against the defense of the quarterback that I'm drafting? In Arizona's case, I think that that is true, that the answer to that is yes. So with all of those things said, I like Kyler Murray like you. What's not to like? They want to run a hurry-up offense, like a, a speed warp offense, warp speed. You know, they they want to get off as many plays as possible. But that being said, I don't think he should be ranked as high as number five uh, for this upcoming season. So we, we never discussed one word about this, but I'm with you on Kyler Murray about being um, – taken too high in this draft. Now, certainly he's a top 10 quarterback, but ranked in the top five, uh, not for me. I'd rather pass and wait a few rounds and get a quarterback who I think will be equally as good as him a few rounds later. Uh, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, that, that seems perfectly logical. You know, it's interesting. <clears throat> and you make great points on the offensive line, and, and, and certainly – He's a second-year player. so And we know that Patrick Mahomes erupted in his second year, and, and maybe people are looking at that. But Kyler Murray and Patrick Mahomes are very different football players, very different at, at playing the position. Uh, let me ask you, just n- not to deviate too much here, but when you look at the quarterback position as a whole, do you find it – I mean, in certain years it's really deep. In certain years, it's you know maybe a little bit thinner up top. I don't. Know, I get the sense coming into this year that it's it's a pretty it's a pretty robust and deep position. Uh, do you concur with that view? Uh, you, you, do you... I, I, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. And we'll get into like the quarterback, you know, two position in a minute. Uh, but I, I definitely agree with that. And you know, I, I think I'll have some. Um, some preferences, as you will, as we get the quarterback too. But what I want to get off, get get onto is, and I guess I'll, I'll keep the lead for this one is, in that quarterback one. Let's go to the other side of the coin. Maybe a quarterback that we feel is going to be a quarterback one uh, that's either you know not listed as quarterback one or another you know or a quarterback that we feel will be a quarterback one, but who should be drafted higher and his ranking should be higher up the board than he is. So I'll go first with this one, and I'm going to go right back to the same guy I had from last year, Dak Prescott. And yeah, Dak Prescott is ranked fairly high, you know, depending on, you know, where you look and what the rankings are by different people. And they, he, the quarter, that player can be anywhere from maybe it's five to seven or eight. But when I look at it, um, if you're not named Mahomes or Jackson, that's the quarterback that I want to draft is Dak Prescott. So in my view, I have him as third. I think he's the third best fantasy football quarterback going into this year. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could you know, have a debate about Russell Wilson. Again, we talked about Kyler Murray, why we don't like him that high, but – I think Dak is not given enough respect and a world of talent offensively around him. Uh, some young players that can get a real chance in Blake Jarwin and CeeDee Lamb. So 
I have I have Dak Prescott as a guy that I think should be ranked higher, and I think again besides Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, that would be the quarterback that I would take uh, if I was taking a quarterback. So. Let's hear you. What's your view on that? I guess I'll give you, uh, you know, some time to talk about, you know, what you feel about Dak, and then uh, your your view with the quarterback position, who you think um, is a quarterback that that should be drafted higher than he's going. Okay, so you know, you really pushed uh, the envelope on, on uh, the team that we're the one team that we are partners in last year with, with Dak, and, and and you called it greatly, um, and it's hard to disagree with that. Um, I would probably, you know, go go either or with with Dak or or Russell Wilson being the the third and fourth rated quarterbacks. So you can flip them in any way way in particular. You know how much I love Wilson, but it's hard to argue with the weapons that Prescott has. And I, I criticize Jason Garrett a lot, and it'll be very interesting to see how. Now remember, uh, he does uh, Prescott does maintain his um, his offense coordinator in uh, in. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dan, uh, oh, gosh. Who's the quarterback? The the uh, the guy used to be a quarterback, uh, the, the offensive coordinator. Mike Mike McCarthy's retained last year's co- coordinator, so that's 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 big in my eyes, right? Um, I'm just having a brain fart on on the guy right now. But you know, Dak Prescott, oh, the quarterback from Boise State. Um, yeah, uh, I'm losing. Yeah, uh, Kellen. Uh, Kellen. Um, What's his name? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, yeah. Kellen Moore. So Kellen Moore is still there as the offensive coordinator, which is great for Dak. And you add CeeDee Lamb to this mixture, yeah, and, and we know the backfield is tremendous. This is a top-two offense in the NFL last year. So I, I agree with you. I think him and Wilson are right there, but I'd probably give a small nod to, to Prescott for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's a great call. And, and I don't think there's right, any more. And, and the distractions the from the contract. That you, that you like. That you know you think should be drafted higher than what people have him. So it's interesting if you look at last year's top quarterbacks in fantasy, all of them at the end of the year in total points. Now this is because of injury, but all of them had the ability to run the ball. But I'm going to put two guys in the category uh, that I think could be right after that top four group of guys that we mentioned, and neither of them are really runners. And number one is Matt Stafford, and number two is Matt Ryan. And I'm going to give you the two reasons behind the, the reasons behind the play. So Matt Stafford, before he went down with the injury in Week Eight, was on his way to 5,000 yards and almost 40 touchdowns. Kenny Galladay is a premier receiver in this league. Uh, you know they're going to have a more dynamic rushing game this year. I just think Stafford they they have to throw the ball. Um, I'm hoping Hawkinson shows us what he showed in Week One as opposed to what he showed the rest of the season last year. So Matt Stafford would be my candidate where I think most people have him below number 10 for, to be close to the top five in quarterbacks um, for fantasy. And the other guy, the, the reason why I'm picking Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, for some reason, every other year has a monster year. He did it in 2016. He did it in 2018. Um, he's passed for over 4,000 yards in, in, a, in a year, nine years in a row. He's as consistent a guy as you can get. I don't like him at the bottom of that kind of 10, 11, 12 range. I think he's more like a top six, seven quarterback in this league. So, so Matt Ryan would be the next guy, just dynamic receiving core. I like everything about what they have there. Yeah, I don't think you go wrong with the two Mats. Um, they, they're rock solid. Um, 
Matt Stafford, the only concern would be, you know, he's had those back injuries the last couple of years, but when he's playing, he proves uh, to your point that he's elite. And the, the, the thing with Matt Ryan, as long as that offensive line could give him some time to throw, they, they find also, it just seems Matt Ryan is in these perfect fantasy football situations yep. where yep. the Falcons are always losing these games and they're throwing the ball all over the place. So uh, I don't think you go wrong with either of the Matts and, um, and, and your recommendations is uh, are, are that uh, you know that they should be drafted clearly as quarterback one. Um, moving to the quarterback two, I'll let you have uh, since we're alternating here. So going to quarterback two, give us uh, some names here of both sides of the coin. Give us some quarterbacks that you think are ranked maybe a little bit too high. And others that you prefer over those guys, uh, if you will, so we could just kind of like put them in in grouping of the quarterback twos, I guess. And then this is crucial in, in, in when you're drafting uh, elite as two quarterbacks because you know you don't know in this day and age if your quarterback is going to get hurt. And then there's streaming, and then you know there are bye weeks and. You know, if your quarterback one also has some really tough matchups, you want to be able to play your quarterback two with some confidence. So have at it. Give us some quarterback twos, guys you necessarily don't like and guys you like that you think are not valued high enough. Okay, so I'll start with the guys I like. Number one is a guy who just has been in the league for a long time, and I really like the way the offense is evolving. Uh, I like their personnel, and this is a player who who was – elite a couple of years ago and again coming off an injury so there's risk to it but Ben Roethlisberger to me with the offensive people that they have there between drafting Claypool and hopefully they get Juju and and Connor back healthy I like Deontay Johnson I think James Washington's not a bad player they've signed Ebron I'm pretty excited about Ben Roethlisberger as a QB2. He's, he's ranked pretty low. And the second guy, and, and, and I know you're going to disagree with this guy, but I'm okay with that. And I, I looked a lot closer, and I, I do know they, put, they, they, put, they really put kid gloves on him later in the season as opposed to what he did early in the season. But I went, and when you looked at his numbers from a, from a fantasy perspective, and I really do like some of the guys that they have there now uh, in drafting LaVisca Chenault. I think Gardner Minshew is the perfect number two quarterback, actually. He runs. He's actually very consistent when you look at his consistency scores. That's scoring more than 15 points for a quarterback. He was over 15 points as a quarterback 65% of the time. You know, that's more than guys like Kyler Murray. It was more than Carson Wentz. It was more than Brady, more than Rivers, more than Mayfield last year. He runs. And I think LaVisca Chenault will add another dimension to this offense. So I like Gardner Minshew as a number two guy, and I love Ben Roethlisberger as a number two guy. Any other side, any guys that you think are kind of like in that quarterback two, uh, maybe that are like, you know, in that top 15 to 18 range that you're going to say, nope, not to me this year? I would say the two guys that I would kind of be steering clear of, you know, so you mentioned Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to put Aaron Rodgers in that steer clear of camp. And and the reason is Aaron Rodgers scored 15 fantasy points or less 10 times last year. That is just. Let me just stop you for a second. So are you saying even as a quarterback two, if Aaron Rodgers, you have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers two as your number two quarterback, you're still taking a pass? I'm taking a pass. Okay. Interesting. 
I'm taking. Oh. You may have a bigger downgrade on Aaron Rodgers than me. And, uh, I'm taking a I, pass. I had the biggest I, downgrade. I'm okay. I, I, Aaron Rodgers, fair enough. And uh, you had another quarterback as well. Yeah, the, the second guy is a little bit of a tricky one. I think most people would maybe not even have him there, but but I think the San Francisco 49ers want to run the ball first. I, I do. And and Jimmy Garoppolo was another one of these quarterbacks when you look at his consistency scores, and I certainly didn't love the way they utilized the passing game in the playoffs. And I'm not saying he's not a good player, but it's just a player that I, I just think the way the Niners want to run that offense, it's running the ball first, and they have great weapons. One of the guys is going to be idle to start the year, that most likely, and that's Debo Samuel. But Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy that I'd probably stay away from as a number two guy, just, again, because the inconsistency in those performances, he only, he only scored over 15 points in a fantasy game six times out of 16 games. It's just not enough for me. Fair enough. All right, and let me give my grouping in that quarterback two range. Uh, I'll go in the same order that you did, like, and then two guys that I don't like. The one guy that I do like that's ranked, I guess, really uh, on the outskirts of quarterback two is is Drew Locke. Uh, I think he's a confident guy, and now they really put in uh, and added a lot of offensive uh, arsenal to him. You know, they added Melvin Gordon, so now he has – Lindsey and Melvin Gordon in the backfield. Both guys can catch the ball out of the backfield. Uh, Colton Sutton is a good young receiver. Uh, and then they, they brought in the polished, the most polished college wide receiver in the entire draft, and Jerry Judy, um, who is going to be right off the bat uh, an effective fantasy player, uh, wide receiver, especially on third downs. Um, their offensive personnel, they're in a division where you're going to have to score points. So I like Drew Locke. I like him above a lot of guys who are, who are listed by a lot of people uh, above him in, in the quarterback rankings. And I'm fine with a guy like Drew Locke. And when I look at my quarterback, too, one thing that I, I'm really looking for is, like, a guy that has a high ceiling and could – really emerge and, you know, help me out on some weeks if my quarterback that I have slotted in the number one spot is on a bye week or misses a few weeks or even if he was to miss the season, who could come in there and have some big, big weeks? And um, to me, that's, that's Drew Locke. And uh, that's a player that I really like who's really kind of like listed on the outskirts of that quarterback two spot, kind of and two quarterbacks who I do not like, I am. I, I think Josh Allen is being ranked absurdly high, even on the on the cusp of that quarterback one spot. I think that is absurd for him. No quarterback is going to continue to run and run and run. Um, as much as he has, they're going to have to stand back there and throw. And that's where I'm not convinced that Josh Allen can succeed. So Josh Allen, to me, is a quarterback that I think is ranked way out of whack, too high. And I'm not a, as fan as you are for certain. But, I, you know, I just overall I don't love Daniel Jones. I think he's a good fantasy quarterback from week to week. You know, given matchups and his running ability certainly adds to that. But I'm concerned about some decision-making, ball security, pocket awareness. So Josh Allen for certain. 
way more than Daniel Jones because Josh Allen, I see ranked like right on the cusp of quarterback one, and I think that is way off. So that's how I see it. Any any comments on any of those guys from you? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You mentioned Josh Allen. So I think, you know, going back to a point that we made earlier, the rushing component to fantasy quarterbacks has kind of excited people. And Daniel Jones runs the ball as well. And 17 touchdowns for Josh Allen over the last two years. Josh Allen's got a really – I mean – Damn, he's he's under sixty percent as an NFL quarterback, which is kind of absurd this day and age. You know, maybe in the days of Billy Kilmer and Sonny Jurgensen, that was commonplace, but that's no longer right. the case in 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 today's NFL. So that percentage, that I'll tell you what, I'm 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 I can see this right now, Stefan Diggs moping around that sidelines and causing all kinds of problems. With this quarterback, because we know what he did in your, with your Minnesota Vikings, I don't love the situation there at all. So I'm completely adhering to your view there. I, and I see him, by the way, I'm seeing him as high as seven or eight as a quarterback this year. I just yeah, think that, I, I know. I just look at this, and you know, I know they're you know they're baking into the cake, the running, but no quarterback is going to sustain that. At some point, you know, teams are going to make you stand back there, throw the ball, make good decisions, and some of his decisions that he makes, especially when the game is on the line, is is really poor. And uh, I, I think his ranking is uh, is way out of whack, and I, I have several four five six seven quarterbacks um ranked above josh allen where a lot of people have josh allen ranked as like you know like to your point inside the top 10 inside the top 12 or even around 12 to me is 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 way off kilter so i'm fading josh allen anywhere like if somebody wants to take him as their quarterback one, have at it. He's not going to be on any of my fantasy teams as a quarterback one. That that I can guarantee you. Yeah, I think I think that's a you know it's a all all very lucid and 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 good points. Um, you know the the one thing that's kind of interesting coming into this year, and, and maybe you disagree or not, but it seems like for the first time in a while, where in a few years we have like six or seven uh, quarterback ones, tr- we're trying to determine who the quarterback of these teams are going to be. Do you think it's pretty clear cut at this point in time if we're going to talk about quarterback competitions that there are actually very few quarter competitions? quarterback competitions coming into this pre- this preseason would you agree with that or this this training period yeah certainly i mean i think i think some of these things will resolve themselves um you know joe burrow's coming in as a rookie he's going to be the quarterback but i think you know some of these others you know the two ones in miami with his injury and you know they're not sure and 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 the chargers those are the two really to you know keep an eye on but look if you're in these leagues you're not drafting any of those players as a quarterback one and unless you're in a dynasty league for this upcoming season you're probably not thinking any about any of those quarterbacks regarding quarterback two but answer your question uh yeah i I agree there's there's not much quarterback uh competition but there could be if some of these quarterbacks uh like a baker mayfield or uh, a Cam Newton or, you know, some of those type quarterbacks. There's, there's somebody waiting to come in, a car, you know, uh, Derek Carr as as well. So that, that, that's another situation as well. So uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. But uh, was there anything else you wanted to add 
we're going to call it a wrap for the quarterback episode. I guess I'll just finish with this, and we have to talk about it just because it's just, you know, in a normal NFL season, uh, it would definitely be the biggest story and the biggest crowd draw of the year. Uh, and the fact that the NFL went at, if you look at the, the schedule and the way they set it up, you know, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to get a lot of exposure this year. So I just want to ask you this. So Tom Brady goes from an offense that didn't have a lot of weapons last year to an offense where a, a significantly worse quarterback, and in, in, not, not to really kill uh, Jameis Winston, but certainly the interceptions are, are, are a big blemish. But uh, what what are your expectations for Tom Brady going into this year? Is, is Tom Brady going to be back on the equa- back on the on the stage where he is considered an elite fantasy quarterback? Because it's kind of been a while since he's been on that part of the stage. So I'm just curious to, to hear your views on Tom Brady. Yeah, I think Tom Brady is clearly uh, with that with that with that supporting cast as a quarterback one. Uh, inside the top ten as well, I think a lot of dynamics have changed. He, he in that division that he was playing in, my goodness, how many games were the Patriots up two touchdowns, seventeen points, twenty four points in 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 the fourth quarter, and they're just running away with the game, and you're just handing it off and handing it off, and not having to throw the ball over the field, and quite frankly, not having the weapons to throw the ball all over the field with. Now he's going to be playing in these warm weather games against teams that are going to score against Tampa Bay, even though we both like Tampa Bay's defense, against teams with much more competent offenses. He has much better skill players. I'm not even talking about just Gronk. I mean, uh, Godwin and Evans, who are, is, is the elite you know, duo and the number one duo in the, in the National Football League, but he's bringing back Gronk. They don't have really running backs that they're going to be able to pound the ball with, so I think he's going to be kind of throwing the ball all over the place, and uh, he's certainly quarterback one to me this year. Do you see it that way as well? Yeah, I do. I do. I, I do. I think the, the you know Bruce Arians is a is you know a, definitely a guy who who loves to run a very uh, wide open offense. You know we know they're going to change their base offense to playing with two tight ends more frequently, but when you've got three decent tight ends there with Gronk, Brate, and uh, O.J. Howard, so it'll be very interesting to see how, how the personnel is used here, but I'm excited to see what that team's going to do this year for certain. And, 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 and I guess one other veteran quarterback, and this will be my last point, that, that's moved the dress. You know, last year he pe- he's had two years in a row where he's passed for over 4,500 yards, and that's Phillip Rivers. Just last year he was underthrowing everybody. With that offensive line, is, is Phillip Rivers ready to tease us a little bit and play more into that kind of QB1, or, is, or are you going to take a, a pass on Phillip Rivers being that a, a year older, different situation, different people he's throwing to? Is it too, is it too risky a play? Rivers is a perfect number two quarterback. He's like a nice warm blanket, you know, in a cold winter day. Just, you know, just he's comfortable. And I don't really want to have him because I think he's kind of like uh, on the other side of his best days. And I think they, you know, they're not going to be throwing the ball all over the place. But they have good enough players there. So I, I think he's a good number two. You mentioned Gardman Chew. So I think Phil Rivers is right in that category as, as a quarterback, too. I wouldn't want to have him as a quarterback one, but he's certainly a guy that I'm fine with. I end up as my second quarterback, and I could play that player with confidence on a bye week or a streaming week. Um, 
you know, or, or a few other weeks if I have to do that. So uh, I, that's why I rank him. Do you feel the same way? Or do you have that player as a quarterback one? Yeah, no, I, th- I think he. I see him ranked too low. He's another one of these guys I see ranked too low. I think he could push kind of into that top, top 12, 13, 14 quarterbacks. So I think he's he's too far back for my liking in, in terms of what I'm looking at in the preseason. So it remains to be seen, but, uh, you know, beauty is in the eye of the beholder, and uh, Wiz and I are going to keep going through each position. Like I said, we're not quite ready to delve into our complete rankings yet. We, it's it's just a little bit too early for us. So we're just kind of parsing through the, the starting, you know, looking through some of the starting rankings and kind of, What's up next? We're going to go to running backs. Uh, yeah, I'd say running backs is uh, sounds like a good place to to, to go to next. So uh, we'll 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 do the same type of thing. These, uh, people listen to us, and uh, where can they email us at? All right. So again, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. You, you've got to you've got to subscribe to the podcast so you automatically get it into your email. It's pretty simple stuff. This day and age, it just shoots right in there, so it makes it nice and easy. Uh, if you want to hear about something specific, uh, guruandwiz at gmail.com. You know, again, I'm super frustrated with a lot of banana bananas out there, guys like Jimmy O'Mara and, he, you know, Steph. They're, they're not preparing. They're not preparing for football. We are. That's the point. We are preparing for football. Yeah, it's, very, it's concerning that, you know, I speak to a lot of guys in a lot of other leagues and it seems to be, uh, you know, not much interest or not much uh, optimism is probably the better word for it uh, about the upcoming season. But football is going to start, like there's going to be the start of the NFL season. Now, what happens will the season last three weeks, six weeks, ten weeks, the entire season? That's unknown. But football is going to start. So I'm really flummoxed how and why these people aren't preparing and getting their leagues ready because there's going to be football. And uh, if the league ends early, okay, so be it. Nothing really lost. But what happens if you don't get ready, don't prepare, don't get your league going, don't enter any leagues, and the NFL plays their entire season? What do you? How are you going to feel about that? So I don't understand it, but we're going to be ready, and anyone listening to this podcast is going to be ready. So if you want to make money and you know do well in your leagues, then you know you'll continue to listen and use us as a uh, as a guide to uh, the upcoming season. That is a perfect way to end. Very, very, very good. All right, fantastic, Wiz. I'll wish you a good evening. I look forward to discussing the running backs with you and uh, everybody. Have a fine evening out there. Thanks very much from Guru and the Wiz.